Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. We are here with our awesome, amazing guest calling in from vacation. That's how dedicated Katie Dykstra is to human resources and helping others. Thank you so much. How are you doing down there? I'm doing great. It is sunny and like 75. It feels way hotter than 75. And I've I've started to get some tan lines here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you, you know, sunscreen's important, but so are margaritas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reapply. Calling in from Mexico there. So I want to continue our conversation a little bit more on um, you're just on the, on using science and data and uh, the ability to fail to actually help our companies and our employees succeed. It kind of sounds like an oxymoron. I'm going to allow you to fail so that you can succeed. What are some final pieces of advice you know that you think companies need to do in 2024 in order to get through 2025, knowing what we've already talked about that we're going to like a freelance nation, we're going to contingent workforce, you know, freelancers are freelancers are predicted to make up to 80% of the workforce by 2030, which isn't that far away. We already have a lot of contingent workers or for people aren't used to that terminology. They're they're folks that usually aren't um, on our payroll permanently, they might be temporary, they might be under contract, they might be freelancers. There's different terminology depending on who it is. And then the other thing, since we ended our last conversation with um, talking about younger generations or generations as a whole, is 65% of students are expected to enter roles that don't even exist right now. And 27% um, will come from Generation Z which is the youngest generation in the workforce. So roles that don't even exist in 2024 is where most people are saying, I want to do that when I'm, you know, 30 years old. Yes. Yeah. And think about it when we got into the workforce. A lot of jobs that exist today didn't exist when we got out. And I think of product managers are huge now. Almost every organization, large organizations have a product manager. What the heck is that? And it's people that are building products to go to the consumer, but they're also using a form of IT with it, right? So they're they're building and they're using technology at the same time. And that was a job that didn't exist. Or data scientists. Data scientists did not exist 10, 15 years from ago. And so again, how with the changes that are happening today in 2024, is that going to make an impact with the jobs that will exist tomorrow? AI is going to have a big component. So keeping up with technology is going to be huge. Uh, really trying to use automation because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, AI is scary. Here's the deal, people. You've been using AI for a long yep. time. Those chat boxes. When you talk to Alexa, Siri, that is all AI. Now it's just at a different level where it's more accessible to everybody. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. I do trainings um, all day, every day. It seems on chat GPT for HR, for managers and how to, how to, you know, use it and uh, listeners, please use it and do not put any personal information. That's my final piece of advice there. But, you know, we need to um, also, the other thing is remote workers, right? So we need to be training our managers on that. So 70% of the global workforce will work remotely at least five days a month by 2025. Um, and and automation could replace 
800 million jobs across the world by 2030. So that's really, to me, saying, you know, leadership development is what we need. Training our managers and even our non-managers, but just our employees, how to be a leader in their role. It's it's key to being successful in 2024 all the way, you know, to 2030 when other things are going to continue to change. So you offer leadership development, right? I do. And you know what? You just got me excited because I read this fact yesterday that uh, Fortune 500 CEOs and C-suite were taking a survey last year and they asked what their priorities were. And one of the number one priorities that didn't show up on that list, but has been on the list last year was getting people to return back to work. It's almost like it's starting to fall off now where they're not making it so mandatory because their number one priority is to get production up productivity. And I find that interesting because I think people are more productive at working remote than having them have that commute and working in. So to me, that's fascinating that we're starting to pivot here because I know a lot of people have been upset that they've had to return to work. So I think it's fascinating that we're starting to really meet people where they're at in life. And again, like leaders need to understand that if you meet people where they're at, they're more likely to perform and be productive because you're actually listening to what they're saying. So I always say, can leaders be more active listeners versus how they're going to respond to what someone's already saying, but truly yeah. sitting there and hearing what they're saying? Yeah. Uh, for lack of, um, you know, more polite way, hey, shut up and listen, right? I mean, <laughs> it really is. And I had to give myself that that talk quite a few times because I am a talker. I'm dominant. I'm direct. I'm bossy. And I'm like, okay, you need to shut up and listen because you are part of the problem here. And it's so interesting when you actually do listen and you're not just listen, but you're paying attention to tone and body language and communication, lack of communication, over communication. You know, you really can say, okay oh, this is just a personality issue or there's clearly something going on with this person and they need help and they don't want to they don't want to bring it up. Why don't they want to bring it up to me? Well, they might be afraid of you or or it may have nothing to do with you, manager. They're going through something in their personal life. But and it's none of your business, but you do need to know, you know, if it's something like related to maybe a disability. OK, they have rights. You should know the laws. Uh, if it if you have an EAP program, you should know, you know, that where that little card is, where that phone number is, or you can say, hey, employee, I know you don't want to talk to me about this and that's fine. But we have, you know, we have resources here for you. Go take the day off and go get some help. Wouldn't that be awesome, Katie? It would totally be awesome if leaders would just not think so black and white, but think in gray. And if someone needs that day off or they did an incredible job at something and you want to give them the gift of a day off, that doesn't cost the company anything to do that. So really meeting people where they're at. I love telling leaders there's three questions that I always ask when I get a new team member on my team. I ask them, how do you learn? Because the way that I learn is hands-on, but that doesn't mean that's the way that they learn. Mm -hmm. How do you like to be appreciated? If I know how you like to be appreciated, then I know when you do something wonderful that I can appreciate you in that way. And lastly, like, what do you want to learn so that I can find you a mentor or let you know about a class or a training course that exists? So again, if I know those three pieces, then I know how to put you in with the team. I know who I can hook you up with that can help with those pieces that you're asking for. But otherwise, if I don't ask those questions, I'm going to make assumptions. Right. And I think, uh, some people, the third one, they may, the third question, they may not know the answer at that point in time, which was, what do you want to learn? They may say, whoa, nobody ever asked me that. And so it's good. I love those questions, by the way. It's good to ask your employees and let them know you don't need to have the answer now. Uh, but when you are thinking about what you want to learn, 
transferable skills. I'm here to help you, even if I'm going to lose you, hopefully to another department and not a whole company altogether. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. This has been so uh, just amazing. I wish that I, I think we need to have a couple more of these in the future because you and I could probably chat all day about how many things we've screwed up on and how we now use this to help people to not be the fools in the world, right? <laughs> Our, as a fractional HR leader, executive coach, HR consultant, a little bit of everything. Yeah. How can our listeners find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on LinkedIn under Katie Dykstra. That can connect you to my website so you guys can see that and some of the work that I'm doing. So I'm very involved in the SHRM world as well. So if you guys want to learn more about SHRM, if you're in HR, uh, we put some good postings on that as well on my LinkedIn. But I, I really it. appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. This has been a great. I'll make sure that Katie's website and LinkedIn are in the podcast details. And as the HR lady, you know that I'm always looking for feedback on the program. So reach out at any time. My website's thehrlady.com. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.